What's shaking Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to episode 1381 of EO Fire. And this is where I interview today's most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. And Fire Nation, I just want you to know before we start that I do drop value bombs daily on Snapchat. It is the only direct mentoring that I do. So if you want to check me out, simply visit eofire.com slash snap or enter my name in Snapchat, John Lee Dumas. Now allow me to introduce today's featured guest, Dimitri Tukshur. Dimitri, are you prepared to ignite? Yes. Yes. Dude, that was my practice enthusiasm. <laughs> well, we're going to pick it up for the rest of the interview. How's that sound? Sounds good. <laughs> Dimitri Firedation is the founder and president of LG FG Fashion House, a bespoke tailoring service which caters to clients in more than 16 countries through a direct sales force in North America, Europe, Asia, and Australia. Dimitri, take a minute, fill in some gaps in that intro, and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Cool. Uh, married. I have two kids, a daughter that's uh, turning two and a son that's about six months old. Uh, I spent my year uh, 50-50 between North America and Europe, uh, where we have uh, an operation out here in Estonia. And the rest of the time, I'm in Calgary, Canada. Um, that's my personal stuff. And uh, I'm a big, avid ice hockey player. That's a big thing for me. When I'm not working or familying, I'm ice hockey playing. So, Dimitri, you do have a lot of things going on. We're going to be talking about this and that throughout this entire interview. But first and foremost, how do you generate revenue in your business today? Yeah, so we're a direct sales organization. So what that means is that uh, what we sell is a bespoke service. Like we sell custom suits, custom shirts, and and high-end shoes. And we do it by going to our clients' offices or homes. Uh, Our direct sales model is such that we are a street army. So we will cold call into offices. We will obviously work referrals from clients and leads that we generate in other ways. But ultimately, we show up face-to-face at your office with suit fabrics and a measuring tape uh, when the appointment is set. We measure you, you pick out fabrics, and, and of course, you give us money for our, our product and our service. Fire Nation, I try to bring you the whole parameter of the entrepreneurial biz that's out there. You know, we have our virtual products, our virtual services. There's physical products, there's physical services. So, I mean, these are things that we really want to make sure that you, the listener, the entrepreneur, are getting that well rounded education. And Dimitri's part of a well rounded education is falling flat in your face sometimes, is completely failing. And you know what? You've had your successes, but you've also had your failures. So what would you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date? Obviously, like 99% of my life is failure. That's what you do when you're in sales <laughs> and, and when you're recruiting people and building an organization, right? Like you're hearing a lot of no and very little yes. Um, I was actually thinking about that question and um, there's like some specific examples. But for me, every time I look back at a failure, and I'll describe one, it just it, to me it, it always turns into a resounding success. For me, my biggest entrepreneurial fail, failure uh, was in 2009 when I was fired from a company where I was one of the top producers in the history of the company. And and the reason I call it an entrepreneurial failure is because I was operating really as an entrepreneur within an organization, a very highly structured organization. And I've considered myself an intrapreneur. I considered myself somebody that would generate streams of revenue would, would bring added value and, and enhance our reputation to bring more awesome employees on board. So I was really operating as an entrepreneur within the organization and it pushed the wrong boundaries and I got fired. And looking back on it, I mean, obviously, I think insubordination probably was the cause of that. It was. Um, but my intentions were really good. So now when, when I look at that failure, I try to transliterate that into my company, to our organization here, that I want the people here to be entrepreneurial. Like I want them to feel and know that they're operating with the ability to make decisions 
and be entrepreneurs within our company. And today's generation loves that. That's what the millennials really want is that freedom to build and to contribute their intellectual property. So there's something you said at the beginning that I kind of want to circle back to because I think it's really powerful and important is that, you know, a big part of your job is having people say no to your face and say mm-hmm. no to you on the phone and to slam doors. And I mean, that's just, that's just part of being a salesman in every way, shape and form. And I've had a lot of business mentors in the past. I'm kind of curious about what your take on this is. They're uh-huh. big on going for the no. They say, listen, I go for the no in a lot of ways because I know that it takes me nine no's to get one yes. So when somebody says no to me, I smile, I thank them, and I say, all right, great. Now let me move on to the next one because you just got me one step closer to that yes. Like, What are your thoughts on that thought process? I mean, it's 100% accurate. And I, I mean, I'm a better salesperson than nine no's these days. Like today I was cold calling into Moscow, Russia, and I'm calling CEOs of like shady Russian companies because I have connections to those guys through my clients on LinkedIn and other sources. I know how to open the door and get an appointment with them. But yeah, I mean, obviously, um, like, like I, I don't even notice no's. I mean, that's just what happens. It's just part of the process, right? Um, so I, I think your mentors in that case probably would – I would be very – complicit to that train of thought. I think it's accurate. I look back at my episode 14 and I say, man, listening to that and putting episode 14 next episode 1400, it's going to be such a difference in quality and just value that's being shared and conversation flow, et cetera. What do you think about your 14th ever sales call opposed to your 1400th? I mean, how much have you improved? That's a really good question, actually. Nobody's asked me that. Um, I think the biggest thing is uh, if I go back to my 14th sales call, which I still remember quite well, my very first day ever, I was selling encyclopedias. Yeah. I was selling encyclopedias door to door, so I remember the first day vividly. Um, probably I'm just not, I'm, I'm not so introspective on what people think about me when I'm making that contact. I think now I'm, I'm really focused on you know, how am I connecting with this person? How am I gaining their trust in an effective and efficient way as quickly and as powerfully as I could. So really, like the process may be the same process, but I'm just not thinking about what do they think of me. I just, it's not relevant anymore. So going to that point exactly that you were talking about during your worst entrepreneurial moments, what do you want to really make sure Fire Nation gets? Like what's the one big lesson that you took away that you want to make sure that our listeners absorb? The biggest things in my life that I wanted that I didn't get have been the biggest blessings that's ever happened to me. So sometimes not getting what you want is is like a deposit on an incredible blessing. Sometimes not getting what you want is a deposit on the biggest blessing. I mean, Fire Nation, absorb that. I mean, listen to that. I mean, see those words, hear those words. I mean, that's that's awesome. I love that perspective. Now, real quick, before we move into the next section, Dimitri, I want to kind of have a little pause here and just chat about, you know, with, with you, obviously, but with Fire Nation hearing us talk right now about how we actually met in person. It's a really cool story, something that I just love about being an entrepreneur and traveling the world and seeing new things. You know, here Kate and I are in Paris and one of our listeners, Katrin, she is an EO Fire listener and she said, wow, these guys are in Paris right now. She was like reading our blog and keeping up to date with us. She reached out to us and said, hey, let me give you guys a tour of this beautiful city. And we met her. She took us on this great boat ride up and down the Seine, and it was just a great day. And then we met Dimitri and another one of his friends for an incredible dinner at this out-of-the-way restaurant that we never would have found on our own that Kate and I still claim is the best dinner we had, not just in Paris, but on our entire European trip. So, Dimitri, do you remember that? I'm getting hungry thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it was it was pretty cool. So the way that that kind of from my end how it formulated is that Catron uh, had started our European division in Paris back I think in 2012 or 2013. She was really the first person that we ever started working with in Europe, 
And it, it so happened that she was pretty fresh into her career at that point. She's now our EU market leader, and we have so cool. um, the, the biggest part of our companies here in Europe. So she has grown and become quite a, let's say, a prominent figure within our, organiz- our organization, has likewise been interviewed in, in, in other publications and such. Anyway, so, so I was in Paris for, I think, about a week going on appointments with her, client appointments, training her, helping her, developing her. And um, she messaged me, she said, hey, I'm going for dinner tonight. Uh, you should come with me. And I said, sure. Okay, cool. You know, she's like, this place is amazing. And, you know, obviously I go there and, and then she's like, I have a friend. And I said, who's this friend? And she goes, well, it's this guy, like he's from the US and he runs this thing called Entrepreneur on Fire. It's the first time I'd heard of it. And she said, it's incredible. I mean, she goes, it's this, and I listen to this, um, you know, I listen to this, to this podcast every single day. I've been doing it for a while. And She's like, you got to listen to this thing. This guy, and I had never heard of it before. So anyway, so we go to dinner and I meet you, right? And you're there with your girlfriend and, yeah. I'm, and I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. Yeah. I, I don't know who this guy is, right? <laughs> um, and, and, I, and I remember you're like, you're like, oh man, you got cool kicks. Like you're commenting on my shoes. You're, yeah. you know, you're talking about, at the time, I think it was Uber or some similar service. You were talking about how you love that you can go directly to the source. Um, you know, we had a good time. We chat. I, I had actually no idea who you were. Like, it was just kind of funny. I was kind of thinking, this guy's kind of weird. <laughs> and, uh, and he's got a lot of energy. Like, oh my God, this guy's got a lot of energy. Now right? you said I was kind of weird. Like in what ways was I kind of weird? I just, you know what? I, I think that you think differently, right? Like you don't think the way that most people think you, you weren't so focused on, you know, uh, talking about events. You were really connecting emotionally. And, and I think like just talking to, I was like, you know, this guy's a cool guy. And like, I, I trust them. And I think there's that X factor that a lot of entrepreneurs have that are able to build something significant as they are able to gain people's trust, right? Um, so there was the, there was that sort of a outside different train of thought that probably like people that are very linear and haven't let go of that societal conditioning of that you know hierarchical sort of uh, high uh, you know high functioning sort of like a, a step stepping process to where people belong in the ladder on the social scale. You didn't have any of that. You were just you. You know what I mean? Um, so it was kind of easy to connect that way. Uh, but what's really funny though, is that about a week later, my friend Jeff had posted a, an interview, uh, on Facebook that you had done with him. And I messaged said, Jeff, I just had dinner with this guy. And I, and, you know, I was like, this is crazy. I said, you know, talk about the universe working right. the law of attraction, right? And, uh, and that's how we ended up here. It kind of came full circle, right? <laughs> it came full circle. And I think there's a lot of interesting points that you just brought up there. And I'm really glad I asked you on air here, like, why did you think I was weird? Because you went into a really interesting place. And one thing that I really want to step back and say, Fire Nation, is, you know, this isn't like, you know, like a sneaky tactic that I use or anything. But when I meet somebody for the first time, I look them up and down and I say like, you know, what's something about this person that I like or that I'm impressed by or that I think is pretty cool? Because then I can make an honest compliment and an early compliment on that. Like that's something that I've just learned throughout the years is it's just a great way to, to make that good first impression. And Dimitri was, was rocking some great kicks. I honestly, genuinely loved them. And I made that comment. And here we are years later. That's what he went back to about the time that we hung out. So think about that, Fire Nation, when you're meeting with somebody. You know, don't be inauthentic and don't force it. Just make it real and th- powerful things can happen from that. Well, plus I was wearing great kicks. Like they were amazing. You were wearing great kicks. I think we might have even taken pictures of me pointing at your (laughs) kicks. (laughs) I think we did. (laughs) So Fire Nation, let's now talk about Dimitri's aha moment. And you've had a lot of these, Dimitri, but what's one of your greatest aha moments to date? Tell us that story. I talk about this with our company a lot when I'm talking to them, I'm trying to build belief in people. And for me, you know, I was working for a sales organization back in university and when I recently graduated and I was doing okay. Like I wasn't at the time, I wasn't a top performer. I wasn't, I was somewhere, you know, in the top, let's say 25%. And, um, we had this 
guy in our company and he was like a legend, right? Like the top salesperson ever, like every record you can imagine. Just like, you know, somebody that you read about in the in the sort of report when you look at who the top producers in the company are and your jaw just drops. You go, how does somebody, how is somebody able to, to hit these, mar- these these numbers? It's just insane, right? It's just at the time, like my, my, my thinking was just not ever near that level. And I had an opportunity to have dinner with the fellow, and uh, and I kind of thought, you know, like I built myself up, like oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna really be cool, and this guy is gonna love me, and it's gonna be great, you know, kind of that standard introspective, like I'm gonna make a good impression, and you know, we'll be friends and all that, right? And so we're having dinner, and this guy, you know, kind of starts talking, and we kind of start talking, and over the course of the next like maybe hour or so, and, and I was started to think, I'm like, you know what, this guy that's like putting up these incredible numbers in our company, this guy that's like idolized and just absolutely adored by everybody that we work with, that's breaking all these records. I'm like, he's not special, you know. And I, and I actually remember like thinking, like, wow, that like I don't, I'm not even sure, you know, this person is like can really read that well. <laughs> that was actually something I, I thought because we're kind of looking at the menu, and I'm like, and by the way, John, not talking about you, so <laughs> cool. But, <laughs> yes, I was sweating right there. Yeah, no, no, and I, and I was kind of like, and I walked away from that interaction, and I started realizing something. I said, you know what? There's nothing that this guy has that I don't have. Like nothing. Like he's not more educated than me. Certainly not. I don't think he's harder working than me. I don't think he's more ambitious than me. I, I, I don't think he's more competitive than me. I just think he thinks bigger. I just think he expects more. And for me, you know, change that fundamental question from, you know, when you look at amazing people, like you watch, I don't know, Michael Jordan from the, you know, Duncan, or now I guess it'd be like LeBron Duncan, or you're watching, you know, a great musician doing some amazing, amazing stuff, right? And you think, wow, those are special people. Like they have some kind of a talent or something magical about them. And then, you know, when, when you meet some of these people and now I'm in a position where I actually meet like fairly you know, I don't know, famous people on a semi-regular basis because they're our clients and you realize that there's literally nothing special about them. And the question became not, you know, why me? Why? How can I do this? The question became, why not me? I was like, if he can do that, why can't I do that? Like, why not me? Why not me? And so anytime now I see, you know, I look at a company, I'm like, wow, that company's done amazing, amazing things. That CEO has grown incredible things. That executive's done amazing things. I think, why not me? What, what's holding me back from reaching that? And, and there's nothing, nothing in the way at all. So, was, so that aha moment was really just the lifting of a personal belief barrier, a limiting belief barrier being reduced, being eliminated, um, and, and looking at the world through the eyes of abundance as opposed to scarcity. I love that mindset and Fire Nation. I mean, when I'm traveling to conferences like podcast movements and I get to into these deep and real conversations with attendees that are there, they're like, John, I've been listening to your podcast for like three, four years. And it's so weird. You're just like you on your podcast. And I'm like, what would you expect? I mean, like that, that is me. Like that is, that's my energy. Like that's how I am. That's my personality. It's, It's just me. And so how can you, Fire Nation, just bring your authentic, genuine self out in circumstances that you are so that when you meet people who are your friends, your, you know, peers, your fans, your clients, whatever that might be, they see you because that is you. And that's a powerful lesson learned. And and then again, I love how you ended that. Why not me? Why not me? And why not you, Fire Nation? So Dimitri, you have a lot of strengths, shoes, et cetera. We'll get into some more in a little bit here, but what would you say your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur is? It sounds like insignificant, but it's a monumental thing. It's administrative details. Like for me to fill out a form just to like fill out my name, address, 
like information and send it back, it's a Mount Everest like task. <laughs> it is it's preposterous. Like I'll have to mail something, like I'll have the envelope sitting on my desk. It'll take me a month to send that mail. Like all I gotta do is just drop it in the mailbox. It'll take me a month. I've learned to delegate. Now when I get a form to fill out, either my wife fills it out if it's at home or my assistant fills it out if it's at work. I, I can't like I just physically I'm I'm like incapacitated by medial tasks. <laughs> like taking out the garbage, I'll forget to do it for a month. I'm not even joking. Like it's just crazy. Fire Nation, amplify your strengths and find people that are strong in your weaknesses and just have them do it. What is your biggest strength, Dimitri? My work ethic and reliability. Uh, you know, like I'm in Estonia today, just like you're in, you know, Puerto Rico. Like it's a, uh, no matter where I am, no matter what time of day it is, um, like I am available, I am reliable, I'm going to answer a question, I'm going to return a phone call, I'm going to, um, you know, obviously with, with, let's say let's say reasonable reasonable expectations but i'm very reliable and i'm and i my work ethic is on on like i'll i'll work until i get what i need to get what is one thing that has you more fired up today than anything else the fact that the world is just so big you know like <laughs> I, like i i look at the opportunity like that for me it's it's the company that i run the company our company like i just I see that so many opportunities everywhere, like everywhere I travel. I, you know, I'm a, I was in Amsterdam, uh, in Rotterdam and Amsterdam last week. I was uh, in Bratislava, Slovakia the month before that. I was in Germany and Sweden the month before that, you know, following and, and, and working with some, with some sales reps. And like everywhere I go, there's, I see opportunity to grow even bigger. And we haven't even scraped the surface. That infinite abundance, that A, clients, and then B, as a company, we can still hire and recruit and train so many amazing people and impact their lives in a positive way. And it's not limited to five or six people. There's literally an infinite amount of people that we can add positivity to their lives and add purpose and, and a, a success and introduce that into their lives. That's really exciting for me. It's so true. And you hear a lot of people say, such a small world. Like, it's such a small, small no. world. And and on some levels, I mean, you know, like when you saw that your friend Jeff had been on my show a week after we met, I mean, it seems like it can be a small world. But the reality is, Fire Nation, billions and billions of people billions and billions of opportunities. This is a huge world with a vast amount of abundant, infinite opportunities. So step up into that. Grab one of them. And we attract that infinity, right? Like, yeah, yeah in a way it's like we, you and I ended up meeting and having dinner in Paris and you didn't know me, I didn't know you and you know, we had this common connection. Actually, I've now realized that you've interviewed two or three of, oh, cool. of people I actually know personally on your show, right? And it's like, but how do I know those people? Like, I know them through completely different channels, completely different ways, Right. But but it's that infiniteness that you know that creates abundance, and we draw from that infinity whatever it is that we ourselves are, right? So it's really a big, big, abundant, infinite world. But we'll just attract the things that reflect us. Fire Nation, we have some abundance value bombs coming your way in the lightning round. We're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Building and launching your website is an exciting time. What you're creating is a home base for your business where people are going to go to find out more about you and what you have to offer. This is big Fire Nation. But it's the small things like the layout, the color, and the right template that can sometimes hold us back from doing the very thing we want to do. Just start. That's why I love hearing about platforms like Squarespace. Squarespace offers so much under one single roof, including award-winning design templates, customizable settings, and commerce tools. So whether it's creating a landing page, a professional blog, or an entire online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Plus, Squarespace is trusted by hundreds of thousands of savvy shop owners around 
around the world. Why? Because it includes all the tools you need to track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails with a single click. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code FIRE to get 10% off your first purchase. EO Fire is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to EO Fire and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? And did I mention it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your City Card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible City Consumer Credit and Debit Card. Cards. Dimitri, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, I would say the people around me uh, that doubted me, not so much that doubted who I was, but doubted the potential that I had. What's the best advice you've ever received? Run at your fears. Share a personal habit that contributes to your success. I love, 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 love to read. Uh, a voracious reader. All like weekends on Sundays, two, three hours. I'm reading leadership books. I'm reading personal development books. I'm reading a lot of history books. I feel like by reading uh, so much, I, I know a little bit about everything, and that helps me connect with people very quickly. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? Well, I learned Evernote from Catherine. Who learned it from you? <laughs> <laughs> So um, for me, you know, like our business and the nature of our business is such that we need little pieces to be filled in here and there, but we don't always need a permanent employee to do it. Um, one resource I use a lot is Upwork, which is, uh, you know, yeah. I just I hire computer freelancers online to do various coding for us. Um, and it's, it's helped us build various in-house apps that we use, you know, for, for client follow up and things like that. If you could recommend just one book, what would it be and why? I've read about four or five really good leadership books this year already, but one that really stood out for me was called Double Double. It was a book by one of the, one of the fellows that really helped scale 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Uh, it's called Double Double. It's a wow book for me. And the reason is um, there are some things in that book that really pushed me to, to do things that were beyond my comfort level. And the author really answered that objection up front. He said, hey, like, there's going to be things you're not going to want to do, but do them. And for example, one thing was like giving your employees five weeks paid vacation. And, you know, to me, it's like five weeks paid vacation. That's nuts. <laughs> that's ins- like, but, but the author had already said, you're going to think it's nuts, but if you want to double your company, you got to do it. Right. Um, and I did it like a day after reading that I, I got us on a conference call and said, guys, five weeks paid vacation. We're going to do it. And, and people were like blown away. Their jaws dropped. What'd you go from what to what? Like, what was it before? Two weeks, like, you know, standard yeah. general, like a government administered vacation, Right. right? Um, and I thought five weeks and more than double, you know, the money that we have to spend and all that. But I, you know, but the book said to do it and it said the great leaders will do this. And I said, well, I want to be a great leader. And, and if I want to be a great leader, I have to emulate great leaders, even if I don't understand yet why I'm doing it. At the time, I didn't understand. Now I understand. What do you understand? I understand that, that you're giving to get. And I understand that you're creating abundance. It's not, you know, it's a difficult decision to make out of fear. But it's an amazing decision to create out of abundance because now people want – we have people that come to us a lot and they go, hey, I want to work here. Why? Well, because I see you guys are different. Why are we different? Well, for example, I know that you guys do this vacation thing. I'm not here for the vacation. But the fact that you guys do it and the fact that you guys are fearless in implementing that and the fact that you're thriving and succeeding on it, um, it sends a message. It sends a message that um, we trust our people. It sends a message that – uh, we respect our people in and out of work. It sends a message that we think of them as an individual, not as a not as a unit number, right? 
um, that was that was revealing. There's other things in that book that I was able to pull out and implement right away that um, have made a profound difference. Sounds like a must-read, Fire Nation. Now, Dimitri, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. The biggest thing was not to worry about, you know, kind of these false societal structures that we create that we use to evaluate ourselves. Like some of the best people I've hired and I work with today have no formal education. Like they don't have a university, like, you know, high school, right? They don't have a university degree or college degree or anything like that, but they're good in the streets. And and the reason is they don't, you know, and, and they're high performers, high level thinkers, high producers, high contributors. And the reason is they don't, they don't think of these societal constructs that we have in our society that I don't know who created them. They don't let those societal constructs, constructs limit them. You know, like our parents said to us, don't talk to strangers, right, John? Right. And yet, and yet you've become a resounding success by doing exactly what yeah. talking to strangers all the time, <laughs> right? That's a good point. Our society says, don't point fingers. And I say, no, point fingers, you know, um, point fingers. If you want something, point. So I want that. Like, how do I get that? How do I go after that? Um, Another thing is social cast. You know, like I look at, for example, when I hire a young person to work in a direct sales position, we're calling on very high power executives. They go, I can't talk to that guy. He's the CEO of a company. I go, why can't you talk to that guy? Well, you know, he's going to look down at me. Why? Why? Why would he? Why would he judge you by anything other than who you are right there in front of that person right now? Um, so a lot of these societal constructs, and for me, that you know, entrepreneurial journey, if you want to call it that, has been letting go of my predisposed beliefs, like beliefs that were set forth in me by probably, you know, like not intentionally, but certainly, um, but, but certainly they were there because most people in life are not entrepreneurs, right? Like most people are not abundant thinkers. Most people are not thinking about how to add value to other people's lives. And they're just sort of living in their own shells. And they're trying to impose that and, and to impose those views on you and those become self-limiting beliefs um, but you don't have to follow those. Like I, you know, I, I went to university, I did that whole thing and I went into the corporate world. I did that whole thing. And, um, ultimately, you know, where I learned the most, like I was knocking on doors, selling encyclopedias door to door, um, doing exactly everything that most at the time college students didn't want to do because it seemed like uncool and it seemed like not the formal way to go up the chain. But I mean, find an entrepreneur that, that did it sort of the classical, you know, get promoted into your next job sort of way. Those don't exist. Right. Fire Nation, you know this. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with DT and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Dimitri in the search bar. And this show notes page that I'm talking about will give you all the links to everything we've talked about directly to Dimitri on LinkedIn. These are time-stamped, best-in-the-biz show notes, Fire Nation. Go check them out. And Dimitri, I want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today because we salute you for just that. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, man. Let's get a steak in Paris sometime. All right, Fire Nation. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Dimitri. He is simply a stunning entrepreneur in every way, shape, and form. And quick side note... Our newsletter is simply the bomb. That is where I share the latest and greatest in the world of entrepreneurship. And if you want to jump on, just head over to eofire.com to subscribe or just text the word EOFIRE to 33444 and you'll be on the newsletter list, the FIRE newsletter list. Catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side. Building and launching your website is Big. This is where people are going to go to find out more about you and what you have to offer. So don't let the small stuff hold you back from sharing your big ideas. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code FIRE to get 10% off your first purchase.